Well, hello, hello. How you doing? How you doing? This is the S. Anthony Says Podcast. This is the S. Anthony Thomas. How are you doing? This is episode number 253. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, folks, it's Super Bowl Sunday. Yay! And that's not a that's not a, a fake yay. That's a real yay because I, f- football is my favorite sport, closely followed by uh, mixed martial arts. But it's still football, and football will probably keep the main, maintain the number one position. Which means obviously Super Bowl Sunday to me is a great thing, and I love every second of it. You know, I'm actually recording this right before the game starts because I know once the game starts, I am not recording a damn thing. And after the game is over, once again. I'm not recording a damn thing. I want to do this so I can sit down and watch the game and deal with the game and dig the game because hopefully it's going to be a good game. Love it. And I love everything about the game. I love the pregame stuff. Well, some of it, you know, see, I'm at the point now. I remember when you would watch the the Super Bowl and there would be a pregame stuff, but the pregame stuff would start closer to the game. If the game was at six o'clock, maybe I missed some of it, but I would only see pregame stuff maybe an hour or two before the game. You know, game starts at six, pregame starts at 4.30 or four, you know, and that's fine, man. Because if you really think about it, they have a one-hour pregame show to cover the entire league playing when they during the regular season. The entire league is playing, and they have a one-hour pregame show. Now you have one game, two teams, that's it, and it's over, and you need to have a 27 straight hours of, of programming based on the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl is kind of like, you know, like when you have a business in the town and all of a sudden other businesses build up around it. And they build up around it, and all of a sudden there's bus routes coming right in front, right through it. And all of a sudden there's a they take the subway and they extend the subway right past the business because everybody knows that's where the business is. Well, the funny the thing about it is, when you have a local business that's great and everybody goes to it, and people start to build off of it. At first, it's really cool. Hey, it's a hub of activity. Hey, it's great. Look at all this stuff that's building up around this business. This is great. This is awesome. Then after a while. It becomes a little bit too much, right? You had the mom and pop Italian restaurant and then the Chinese restaurant opens up. Cool. That's great. Then need the other restaurant and the other restaurant. Then all of a sudden you got food carts, right? Then you got stuff across the street. Then the supermarket opens up. Then the movie theater opens up. Hey, great. And now you went from, oh, it was a great little, little thing we had to ourselves. It was great. It was awesome. And now all of a sudden everybody shows up. Riff Raff City shows up. All of a sudden a cute little little quaint little area that was sweet and nice and cool and off to the side just becomes another street you know it's just like the street you live on you know when you go outside your house and you your street was cool and all of a sudden a bunch of other jackasses come through maybe there was a parade maybe you live by a football stadium maybe something big happened maybe there was a block party somewhere and all of a sudden the street that was nice and cool and great and everything is now coated with crap People got trash all over the place. People getting drunk and peeing on the side or even worse, the side of your building, vomiting and various other bodily functions that we shall not mention. But let's just say from the buttocks. Yes, that's happened to people that I know. And it all started when you just had a nice little area and it started to grow a little bit, but it went out of control. And that, my friends, is what has happened to the beloved Super Bowl. It happened a long time ago, but I've only had this podcast for three years, so I can't have done it before. So shut up, punks, to be saying we already know this, damn it. (laughs) 
like I said, you get a one-hour pregame show with the whole league playing. But now I, I, I came back from the supermarket. It was like nine o'clock in the morning and I already saw a local show in this particular area that I am right this moment, not my home area, but where I am right now. And I don't know if this was a normal thing that they have programs on at eight, nine o'clock in the morning, this particular program. But from what I understand, this is a, a local show that is normally on Monday through Friday. But because the Super Bowl is today, they decided to do a special block party for Channel 49 or whatever the hell channel it was. And the anchors didn't even look like they wanted to be there. They're like, we get up early every day. Can't I just take a day off to watch the damn Super Bowl? I got to get up at 5 o'clock in the morning on Sunday to come in and do this crap. And you're thinking that they're going to do some kind of special football-themed episode where they actually talk about the game and discuss the game and maybe have local players come in and talk about this, that, and the other. No. All it was was the same lame-ass show they do Monday through Friday with lame-ass cooking segments and lame-ass interviews with people that have nothing to do with football but just happen to be wearing the uniforms of the teams that are in the game this Sunday. And I'm sitting there going, this is just basically a public affairs show where somehow you convince the two councilmen that are yelling at each other to wear different uniforms. This is not, neither one of those teams is even from the state they support and they have to wear these lame-ass uniforms. Why would they even do that? They don't even talk about football. Then the cooking segment comes on and you're figuring, okay, maybe they're going to come up with some great you know, tailgate recipes. Okay, I can groove to that. I'm not going to do and use any of the crap they, they're going to talk about. I make my own stuff, but it's kind of nice. At least it's something about football. And then once again, it comes out, it's the same lame-ass cooking segment. Yeah, I work at uh, my restaurant, links and stuff. We don't do nothing but serve sausages and all that. And we serve sausages and this is what we do. Well, that's fantastic. Um, so do you have any ideas? I mean, this is obviously Super Bowl Sunday. And we're wondering if you could give us some good tailgating ideas on how to make some wonderful sausage recipes that we can use if we're going to tailgate or have a Super Bowl party. Oh, uh, well, I, I, we, uh, well, as it turns out, we really don't. I was not prepared for that. I just, I just came here on here. Because this is the only show that would allow me to plug my lame-ass restaurant. Because basically it's just, you know, it's just like a storefront with a big vat with sausages in it, you know. I mean, we don't even put bread on the sausages. We just we just make sausages. If you looked at the sign, if you saw the sign, it says, BYOB, bring your own bread, you know. And, and, and it was actually it was BYOB. AC, bring your own bread and condiments because we, we supply nothing but sausages. I, I don't even know why I'm on the show. I mean, we, we just boil sausages and for some reason, idiots come in here with rolls in their hands and they stick there. I don't even know why. They, they come in with their own forks and they jam the forks in the water. They take the sausages out, put it in a roll that they supplied themselves. And then, you know, they have it and they put their own condiments on. I don't know why a person would leave their house with a roll and mustard and ketchup under their arm just to get a sausage. I mean, they couldn't. I mean, to be honest with you, I don't even know how we're still in business. You would figure these people would go to the supermarket, buy their own sausages. But as it turns out, many of the people in the area are kind of stupid. Well, that was a great uh, Great interview. Uh, really didn't help us much with regards to uh, Super Bowl uh, Sunday, and you really kind of just called all the people that came into your restaurant idiots. So that's probably the end of your business. No, they're they're really that stupid. They're going to come in anyway, and they're probably going to come in and say, "Hey, we're idiots." They're probably going to turn it into like a, a a nickname for themselves. I mean, I mean, I I don't make that much money to be honest with you. I'm actually even losing money. I I don't even know why I'm still doing this. <laughs> we're going to commercial now. <laughs> Bill, could you get us some real guests? What the hell is it? 
Nobody wants to come in this early. I didn't want to come in this early. Just, just <laughs> we'll be back after this commercial. <laughs> so what I'm saying is, when you when you watch these when you watch these early programs, like I said, it's all just Super Bowl themed, so they can milk off of the Super Bowl and 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 and, and the horror off of it. But even when you go to the legitimate programming, which usually starts at around, usually what you get is you'll get reruns of, you know, ESPN episodes that talked about the Super Bowl three days earlier, you know, skipping Shannon or first take, and they'll show you clips or they'll show a whole episode that came out on Friday and then they'll put the word live on the screen, realizing not even, you know, like we don't know, like we didn't already just see the same crap Friday, get the hell out of here. And they, well, I don't think that the Super Bowl, this is going to happen. Yeah, but I think this is going to happen. We say, we heard you Friday when you said that crap. And then it's two o'clock and then the real pregame show comes on. Now, it's still two hours too early for my taste, but at the very least, you actually get to see football players. Granted, there's a lot of celebrities coming out there, you know, acting like they give a damn about the game and just so happen to want to plug their stupid products. Hey, what's going on? I'm a real big fan of football. I love the game. Which is ironically the name of my new album. I love the game. It's dropping on <laughs> it's dropping on Monday. So, you know, I mean, I, I just happen to be here and wearing a, a, a Falcons jersey and a hat that has the logo of my album on it. But that was a coincidence. I was just I was wearing this anyway. Well, now that I finished plugging my crap, I can now leave because I'm not even watching the game. I don't even know who's playing. I know the Falcons are playing because I'm wearing a Falcons jersey. I don't know the other team and don't give a damn. Now it's three o'clock. And now you start seeing musical performances from people that you've never heard of. And then you hear them play and you realize, oh, that's why I've never heard of you. I don't like you. Now it's four o'clock. Now you start to see actual celebrities you've heard of. You still don't like them, but you know who they are. And now it's five o'clock. And finally, finally, five o'clock, an hour and 20 minutes before kickoff, you start to see a real pregame show. X's and O's. You may even catch a player from the teams actually playing. Yay. Oh, this is great. This is what I want to see. This is what I'm talking about. And if you're at a Super Bowl party, this is the moment that you wish everybody would kind of shut the hell up. But they've been running their mouths since two o'clock. It's now five o'clock. The momentum of them not giving a shit has built up to the point where now you wind up finding out whether or not if you're at someone else's house, if they have a, a television in the basement, they say, yes, you're running downstairs you grab some nachos and hoagies or whatever the hell it is you sit down you turn it on and it's in the cellar for a reason because it takes 25 minutes to turn on because it's an old television and it's got to heat up first and now you got to go back upstairs and talk to those jackasses but you don't want them to know where you went you don't want them to know where you went why well too late Hey, man, how come the television downstairs, you know, uh, it takes a little while to heat up. It takes about 20 minutes to heat up. And then it, it look, look, looks as good as the TV's up here, but it takes a little while to heat up. About 25 minutes or so, it'll it'll come on. And then you can go downstairs and you can watch it. It's just great. All right. And you can look around and you can hear that about five or six people, all of them thinking like you, I want to go someplace quiet to watch the game while these jackasses sit up here and talk about everything that has nothing to do with the game and pretend like they're watching the game. And then, you know, those people that when everybody goes, yeah, when something big happens, right? But the other people that aren't really paying attention, they try to join in, but they're about a half a second late because they really don't know why they're cheering. Yeah, touchdown. Yeah, touchdown. 
You want to even watch me? Yeah, I was just I was just holding something. You ain't holding nothing. Right? You know what I'm talking about, those chumps. You want to get in on the free food, the bastards. Well, anyway, back to what I was saying about the TV in the basement. So you're looking around and you can see five or six people. You know how people you're watching them and they kind of you kind of they kind of tilt their heads to try to act like they're still in the conversation they're in, but they're overhearing something that interests them, and you're hoping they overhear a couple's relationship deteriorating and maybe a fight's about to start but there's something in your mind that lets you know oh no that bastard heard that there was a television downstairs that it was quiet and i was going to sneak out of the room and nobody would have noticed it because they're too busy talking about stupid crap but now i know oh no i'm gonna pray you look at your watch it's been 15 minutes you got 10 more minutes to go you're hoping they're going to get involved in a conversation about something else you're hoping they're going to start talking to somebody else about some other crap you're hoping and hoping and hoping that these bastards don't realize that they got a television downstairs that you can sit down and watch and watch the super bowl with your nachos and cupcakes or whatever the hell you have and you're going you look at your watch it's now 20 minutes five more minutes right you're sitting there thinking how am i going to distract these idiots and they're getting into something else i know what i'll do <laughs> i'll get these bastards into a game of twister they're going to act like we're all adults but they're going to have a wonderful kid-like fun eh, it's going to be great and they'll get so enthralled with that and distracted by that and the game that they won't even notice that i've already taken another hoagie and i got a cupcakes and cookies and chips and all of that crap in this ikea bag they're going to be well, why are you walking around with an ikea bag yeah i was going to help frank out with his furniture <laughs> mind your business punk so you take the ikea bag with the stuff you want to eat you put it inside behind the door with the door open to the basement the other people aren't paying attention you already got the stuff you need they're not going to be able to know what you're doing they're not even going to pay attention if they don't see it they're just going to figure you went out for a beer run or some crap like that it doesn't matter you just want to slide downstairs you just want to slide downstairs you go to the door you put your ear to the door you can hear the sound of the television so you ease on down Ooh, yeah, don't make any noise please steps don't creak do not creak you bastards and the picture's not on yet you creep back upstairs and everybody's playing twister you got those fools playing twister grown-ass people who know some of them are middle-aged some of them are in their 30s but a whole bunch of them are in their late 30s early 40s so you know damn well there's a good chance a lot of these bastards are going to be going to the chiropractor or at the very minimum they're not going to be able to have sex tonight because they're going to pull a muscle i don't care i hope they all pull muscles yes i like them yes they're my friends but right now it's about me watching the super bowl without a bunch of jackasses making noise or a bunch of jackasses making noises a half a second too late because they're really not paying attention to the game those bastards you look at your watch it's been 28 minutes wow you were even distracted and if you who were plotting on getting downstairs and being away from the ass wives you who were plotting and plotting and plotting on that if you were distracted then of course these jackasses were distracted oh yeah you take a couple of more sodas you put them in the Ikea back now you got a whole game's worth of grub just for you F these people you love them but for when it comes to the game, when it comes to your grubbing, when it comes to your grubbing and watching the game, F them. And you take your Ikea bag, you ease the bag downstairs. You go down the steps, oh, it's me plus this bag. Please steps don't creak, please steps don't creak, and the steps don't creak. You put the bag down, and the TV screen is getting a little better. It's a little fuzzy, but he warns you about that. You know you're a couple of minutes away from a crystal clear screen in the basement where nobody knows you are, and nobody will come down. Oh, yeah, back up the steps you go, because damn it, you forgot something. Damn it. 
you left your car keys upstairs and you don't want your car keys to get lost so you gotta go back up do i want to sacrifice this and go get the car keys because i know they'll help me look for the car keys no maybe i'll I better go up and get the car keys because after the game, I want to hang out a little bit, but I want to be able to ease out of the house the way I eased into this basement. Damn it. You go up the steps, please. Steps don't creak. Please don't creak. Steps. You go up the steps. You look in the room and these ass wipes are still playing Twister. <laughs> Losers. You walk inside. And you're going, oh, I'm, I'm be able to get my keys without even engaging in conversation with anybody. I'm just going to be able to grab my keys and go back downstairs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You grab your keys. You open your keys. Don't jingle. Please, keys. Don't jingle. Your keys are between. Oh, you pick your keys up. Please, keys. Don't jingle. You're about to put them in your pocket. Please, keys, don't jingle. And they're in your pocket. Oh, yeah, you actually walk backwards out of the room slowly. Please, floor, don't crack. Please, floor, don't creak. You go to the top of the steps. Oh, yeah, you very slowly close the door. Please don't squeak, door. Please don't squeak. And then you close the door to the basement. And you start to go down the steps. Please, steps, don't creak. Please, steps, don't creak. Please, don't creak. You go downstairs, and all of a sudden, the picture is crystal clear. You turn the sound up a little bit loud enough for you to hear it and enjoy it but not loud enough for those bastards to wonder where that sound came from not that they could hear it anyway because you can hear them upstairs falling down on each other on top of each other playing twister and laughing tee hee hee bill your foot slipped hee hee no it was you hee who grabbed my ass hee hee i grabbed your ass hee you know what i kind of liked it what just kidding <laughs> so now you're watching the game on the land on the home of the breed. We're ready to kick off the Super Bowl, yeah. Are you hiding in a basement from your friends, you bastard? Shut up, commentator. Shut up. You sit there, you're watching the game, and everybody's about they're about to do the kickoff. You're like, this is great. And you get a little thing, you're about to take a little bite of your sandwich, you put the thing up, you put the chips up, you put your soda up, and then you notice there's louder sounds from upstairs. Doesn't matter. Just means they're having fun. And then you notice something. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Normally being a very popular guy, having your friends love you, being one of the lives of the party, if not the life of the party, is a great thing. But unfortunately, if you're the person that everybody comes to for advice all the time, you're the person that everybody confides this you with you confide with the secrets, you're the person that everybody pays attention to, you kind of realize how dumb it was to think you're gonna be able to get out of the damn room. Hey, I think you might be on the beer run. Where's this Anthony at? I don't know. He probably went to the store. Okay, well, I want you to give him a call on the cell phone. Oh no. If they call my cell phone, it's gonna ring in my pocket. I gotta get my cell phone out of my pocket really quickly before the damn thing rings. Pick it up, slip, click, click, click. Ha <laughs> ha. Ring us off, you bastards. Uh, he's not answering. Oh, I wonder what's going on. Huh? You think? Oh, he's probably at the store, no problem. <laughs> I ain't at the store, you dumb bastards. I'm in the basement hiding from your punk asses because your punk asses are making too much damn noise and I just want to listen to the game, you bastards. And then you hear the dreaded conversation. Hey, you guys, you're playing Twister and everything, and that's all, that's all good, but you're making kind of a lot of a noise. Yeah, you're right, we should probably stop playing Twister. Hey, you know what's great? Um, you can keep playing Twister. I mean, uh, the basement's nice and clean. Why don't you go down there and play Twister in the basement? Oh, no, you bastards. No, please, God. Say you don't want to play in the basement. Say you want to stay up there with everybody. And you, you, part of this is the togetherness. You know, I really don't want to go out and play in the basement because it will just be us down there playing Twister in the basement and kind of the whole fun of the thing was being around everybody. Yes. 
yes voice who I recognize but right now I'm so terrified that you're coming down here I don't know exactly who you are even though you're a long time friend please keep your punk ass up there ah oh, man you know what it's tied 16 to 16 listen it's not gonna hurt us at all if we go downstairs and play to 21 and then come back upstairs no 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 oh man okay open the door hey it's Anthony's down here what are you doing down here, Anthony? Oh yeah, I just came down here real quick to see if this TV worked because uh, I was I was thinking about buying it from him, but it's not really working. But I figured since it was on, I watched watch the game. Hey everybody, it's Anthony's down here. He is, yeah. Hey, there's a lot of space down here. You know what? Let's not mess up his living room. Let's not mess up uh, his living room. Let's bring the party down here. Oh, yeah, you know, that's really a good idea, guys. <laughs> that's really a good idea that you came down here. You know, I definitely wasn't down here hiding from all of you because the noise that you're now bringing down here is going to completely ruin my experience. And now I can't go back upstairs because if I go back upstairs to hide from you, there's a good chance half of your asses will come up there and there'll be no place in the house for me to hide. And it's a 40 minute drive to my house and I'm not going to take that much time out of watching Super Bowl. So basically, my plan to be down here and not have you jackasses make too much noise me to really enjoy the game has just been foiled <laughs> uh, kick off and the game has begun hey guys now that the game's begun let's start talking about nothing in particular as loud as possible yeah and that's what the super bowl parties are usually like <laughs> But the funny thing about it is, usually when uh, the Super Bowl, for the most, the majority of the Super Bowls in my adult life, I was either working someplace out of town, and I would be at a sports bar with people. I, you know, because when you're a comic, you work in a, in a place, and you become friends with the other comics, and you become friends with the wait staff, the bar staff. You know, there'll be people that come to the club that come to see you and like your show and all that kind of stuff. And maybe they want to show you around town, or maybe they tell you where the local watering holes are, or they invite you to a Super Bowl party there, or they'll tell you where a sports bar is, and everybody goes there, and that's awesome. It really is a great thing. You're at the sports bar, you're having a great time with everybody, you know. And a lot of times, you know, you're not in the city of the of the teams in the in the Super Bowl. But, you know, you have rooting interest anyway. Maybe it's a team that you hate or a team from your division or there's a player you like. So you're enjoying the process anyway, and it's awesome. So that's one of the things that usually happens to me. Or I'm in or I'm, I'm back in whatever hometown I am, whatever where I'm living at the, at that particular time in my life, you know, whether it be New York or, or Los Angeles or Philly or New Jersey. And I'm around friends. Like I said, I just describe what usually happens <laughs> at Super Bowl parties with friends. Obviously not that bad, but you get the point. And you hang out with your friends, and it's a great thing. And as like I said, there's a lot. There's always people that aren't really paying attention to the game. It's just kind of a, a fun thing to be around everybody, and it really doesn't bother me that much. I was just kidding about that. Or my favorite thing, or one of my favorite things is when I was living in another area, New York City, and I had a girlfriend. I was A friend of mine who was a lawyer had a, an apartment in new york city and he was never there and so he gave me the keys and he said look man you know i trust you you know so here's the keys you know basically just treat this like your place you don't have to pay a damn thing it's my place you know what i'm saying and just you know you know you gotta buy your own food and crap and all of that but uh, all the bills i'll take care of that myself because i really live someplace else you know where i live and you know, you just take care of it. When I come to New York, you don't even have to leave when I'm there. I mean, I usually just come in there, sleep, crash. I, when I come in, we'll hang out and do a, do a kind of thing. You know, just let me know if you got a girl there because uh, she's got to get out when I come there. I said, no problem, no problem. So I'm taking over his place. And 
I would take, you know, a girl from up there to do the little Super Bowl thing, your little playoff things. And basically what would happen is I would go there and there'll be a lady. I'd meet a lovely, delicious chocolate lady. And we go over to the place. And I'm one of those dudes that doesn't even, I don't even lie to women about crap. You know, oh, you have a wonderful, I said, look, this is, this is my boy's place. He's a lawyer. He lets me take, I take care of it for him. It's not mine. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not, I just want to let you know, I'm not one of them dudes that's going to lie to you about, um, and act like this is my place because it really isn't. You know, I'm not the kind of guy that would lie to you. You know, she would go, Oh, that's very nice. I said, Is it because my place is much bigger than this? I have seven mansions, uh, a mansion that I live in each day of the week, and, but, but they're all being fumigated right now. <clears throat> Can we, uh, I did not say that. But you go to the Super Bowl, you have to watch the Super Bowl. I'm a friend in the house. You don't have the girlfriend come over. And, you know, she'd come over. I said, you know, the game starts at 6. So I should be there like 5.30. No, you should probably get here around 3 o'clock. You know, oh, why is that? Oh, definitely not because we're going to be having sex for three hours before the game comes on. <laughs> I didn't tell her that. And then she'd come over and she'd be wearing, you know, her football jersey. And I'd be looking at her going, <laughs> that's going to be on the floor soon, hopefully. And then we'd, ha, 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 and tee, hee, hee. And we set up some stuff to eat. Oh, the Super Bowl's going to be fun. Oh, that's going to be great. Ha, 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 hee, 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 hoo, hoo, hoo. And then Bang City. And then the game would come on and we'd watch the game. And then the game would go off. And then more Bang City. And then we'd go out to get something to eat come back bang city and then i'd take her home <laughs> those were much better than hanging out with my friends i'll be honest with you love my friends but i love getting it on with beautiful beautiful black women more <laughs> than just about anything so what i'm saying is i love the super bowl i love everything around the super bowl but I just think that there's so much dumb crap around the Super Bowl that kind of ruins it. You know, like I said, the, the analogy I was, I was drawing with the business and the stuff that comes around it, sometimes it's just too much stuff piled on top of it and it takes something special and kind of dirties it. So all the 9 o'clock in the morning up until 6 o'clock pregame shows, you guys are kind of ruining it. Stop whoring it out too much. Everybody's already paying $18 trillion for the damn commercials. So now I got to sit through these lame ass crap shows on every channel. Come on, damn it. Cut it out. So I hope you, my friends, by the time you hear this, uh, by the time I upload this after it's been edited and everything, most likely the Super Bowl will actually be over. So congratulations, Atlanta Falcons. Congratulations, New England Patriots. Fuck both of them because I'm from Philly. So, uh, <laughs> so I hope it's a great game, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. You know, I'm, I'm, I mean, it looks like two great teams are going to get in there and whip each other's ass, which is exactly what I want. I want. I, I just hope that it's a competitive game, and somebody wins on a late field goal with two seconds left on the clock, or someone scores a touchdown late to knock to finish it off, and then there's you know 14 seconds left on the clock but it turns into a you know you know i just wanted to be decided really late and i wanted to be a back and forth game the whole time that's what i want and i know that's what you want too unless you're from atlanta or new england in which case you're like f that crap i hope it's 49 to nothing and i can't blame you because if my hometown team was in the super bowl i wouldn't be i wouldn't be going oh gee i hope it's a back and forth struggle no i don't 
If my home team was playing in the Super Bowl, I hope it's 900 to 3 at halftime. I want that crap over as quickly as possible. I want the janitor from the opposing team to be playing quarterback because it's so over. Yeah, I said it. So all I'm saying, my friends, is I hope you enjoy the Super Bowl. I hope it's an enjoyable game. I hope it's a competitive game. And even though I love the Super Bowl, some of the crap around the Super Bowl, get that crap out of here. You know you agree with me, don't you? Of course we do. Fantastic. Ah, segment over. You know, every time I turn on the uh, the, the internet, <laughs> I just sounded like a grandpa. You know, I turn on that internet when I go on the web. I see a lot of conspiracy theories, and I'll be honest with you, I find them entertaining because 90% of them you can debunk in your head while watching them the same way you can debunk a politician when they're blatantly lying. But sometimes if it's not a harmful lie, if they're lying about how great they are and you know they're lying, you know, it's it's kind of amusing in a way because you, you don't really think they're going to be able to hurt someone. That's what you're thinking in your mind, not necessarily lately, but that's the, that's the way it's always been. You just assume politicians are lying, just like you assume that bankers are stealing some of your money. You know that people are doing certain things, you know, but what I've noticed is people we've gotten to the point now we we've ex- we have learned and grown to accept a certain amount of deception and a certain amount of lying and a certain amount of piece of crapness from people and we because and, really think about it you know a lot of these fees and taxes and things you're paying are complete horse crap and ways to line somebody's pocket but as long as it doesn't really affect you too much you don't care okay the gas price goes up a little bit and you know a lot of those 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 hikes are manufactured and crap, but it's only going to cost you an extra two cents a gallon. So it doesn't really bother you too much. I mean, what's that, 20 cents for your truck? Not a big deal, right? Not a big deal. It's hundreds of millions of dollars for the company, and you know what they're doing. And you know they're going to lower the price again, lull you to sleep, and then raise it back up. You know what they're doing, and they're going to take money out of your pocket. You know the fees on your credit cards are a horse crap. They act like, oh, well, you were a little bit late. Yeah, well, you guys make mistakes too. How come you don't give me $35? when you guys mess up well it doesn't work that way consumer hold on for a minute fucking consumer with his problems is there a picture of this consumer put his picture down right there i love spitting on pictures of the customers unmute the phone anyway (laughs) you know there's a little bit of that and we've grown to accept a little bit of that Right? We've grown to accept that there's going to be conspiracy theories out there, and most of them are stupid. Some of them may be true. But I'm telling you right now, I have a conspiracy theory. I have a personal conspiracy theory. And damn it, I'm telling you right now, I think the universe is trying to stop me from getting back into good shape. I'm telling you. Right. Because the first time I got into good shape and when I was in my 20s and I got into super duper mega ultra shape, I was a fat bastard before that. So the world didn't actually believe the universe didn't actually believe I was going to be in good shape. It was believed I was just like everybody else that was overweight. I was going to give lip service to it. I was going to kind of start, then stop and give up and then lose a little weight and get lazy and stop and go back and stop and start like everybody does. So the universe, all those things that come into play to try to mess you up, to try to slow you down, to try to stop you from becoming successful and losing weight, all of those things, all of those things. 
Hicks looked at me and was like, we don't even have to waste our time putting up obstacles in front of him. That fat bastard ain't going to lose any weight. That fat bastard ain't going to do crap. And it didn't bother me. Every time I decided to go to the gym, nothing happened. I was able to go straight to the gym in my 20s in my new car. I was able to do the sit-ups and the crunches and eat the protein shakes and drink the protein shakes and the vegetables and triple vegetables and all of that crap. And I got in shape. And I got in good shape. I got in good shape. I talked about the kind of shape I was in. I was in the kind of shape where, and I'm not even kidding about this. I'm walking down the street and a bunch of really hot girls in a convertible started driving behind me. They slowed down. I didn't look, I looked back and I saw women in the car and I didn't think much of it because normally when somebody's following you in the car, if a bunch of dudes are following you in the car, you look back and go, what the hell is this crap? When a bunch of hot women with delicious bodies are driving behind you in a car, you don't think anything of it. You figure they're just looking for an address and they weren't looking for an address. Okay, maybe they were looking for an address. The address was one was 1615 my ass looks good boulevard and they all wanted to take a trip to it how do i know that because there's a bunch of hot women in a car talking about the stuff they wanted to do to my buttocks and some things about licking sweat off of my buttocks like that that they said like they said about that dude in the loving basketball movie and everybody who saw that went nobody really says that and i'm saying but they said that to me once and i was well not once it was four girls in the car and i'm going i can't believe there's a bunch of hot women in the car talking about how they'd like to bang me you know what I'm saying? And I had a girlfriend at the time. And as it turns out, that was the wrong woman for me. And I think now, even now to this day, damn it, I should have gotten in the car and banged those four women. I wish I had a time machine just so I could go back to that moment, bang those four women and then come back to present day. <laughs> Who am I kidding? I would literally, if I had a time machine, I would go back to that moment, bang those four hot women, go back to present day, do whatever job I have to do, go immediately back to the time machine, go back in time, go back to that moment and rebang those same women again and they'd be going they'd be, be impressed with the banging because quite frankly they wouldn't have realized that i've actually made the trip seven or eight hundred times <laughs> or infinity times shut up but what i'm saying is i was in shape and the universe didn't even bother trying to stop me oh no there were no obstacles oh no there were no unforeseen circumstances that got in the way and messed it up for me because that happens to you when the universe realizes that you're actually serious, that's the bad part about it. Now, why am I saying anything dopey like that? You know, I'm not really a religious cat like that, and I don't believe in that metaphysical crap. Maybe I don't. Maybe I do. Because when I got heavy again, all of a sudden, I realized, wait a minute, I'm heavy. I don't like it. I'm going to get back in shape and this time I'm going to stay in shape. Now, when you say that and you don't mean it, the universe knows you don't mean it. So it doesn't throw up any obstacles because it doesn't have to. But this time I said it and I think the universe knew I was serious because now all of a sudden, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, there's obstacle after obstacle after obstacle, temptation after temptation after temptation and all sorts of crap that are getting in the way to try to mess it up for me. Universe F you. I go to a friend's house. I'm hanging out there. I'm going to take care of some business. I'm on my way out of the house. And the guy goes, hey, man, could you take this with you? And I'll come pick it up when I get over to your house. I have some candy for the kids. And I want to I want to make sure I give it to the kids. Now, as a person who's not going to take anybody else's stuff, that's not a temptation in my mind. It's candy for the kids. So I don't even think of it as a thing. All I think of is put it in the refrigerator. It's for the kids. 
You know, he probably wanted to hide it from the kids so they wouldn't get it. And he's going to come over and get it. And he's going to dole it out the way he wants to dole it out. Then, 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 then I get a phone call after the candy's been sitting in my freaking face. Hey, yes, man. Yeah, what's up? Uh, remember that candy I gave you? Yeah, yeah, it's in the refrigerator. I mean, you coming to get it? As it turns out, I don't need it anymore. What do you mean? Yeah, you know, my wife was thinking the same thing I was thinking. She got exactly the same damn candy that I got. So now we have twice as much, so we don't even really need it. Oh, okay. Uh, we would bring it back. No, no, you might as well keep it. We don't need all that candy, man. We don't need all that candy. <sighs> so what kind of candy is it? You know, all the types of candy that you actually eat, even though you don't eat that much candy? Well, the candy that you actually do eat, it's an overabundant amount of that exact candy. And now it's in your house as you've made the decision to get healthy again. And now you have nine years worth of candy that you actually will eat in your refrigerator. And now after I hang up this phone, I'm going to forget it's there. And everyone's going to forget it's there. But you won't forget it's there. I won't forget it's there. You won't forget it's there. And he does that. And he's like, okay, no problem. I'll take care of it. I'll get rid of it for you. And the candy sitting in my refrigerator, a big bag of candy, all the crap that I actually like. Even though I don't eat that much candy, the two or three things that I do like, it's all in that bag in a big, big pile of that business. And now everybody forgets that I have it so I can actually just eat off that candy with no guilt. No one will know. There won't be anyone there going, I thought you were on a diet. They won't be able to do that because they won't know the candy's there. But I know the candy's there and it's sitting in the refrigerator. Oh, yeah. I buy some stuff and I put some milk and some juices in it and I actually push the candy in the back and push the milks and juices in front of the candy. That way the candy will be out of sight, out of mind. But obviously that's a bad plan because, you know, I bought the milk and the juices and stuff for a reason. And the reason is to drink them. And every time I drink the milk or the juices, all of a sudden there's the candy back there going, I'm still here, fat boy. I'm still here. And the expiration date on me is three years from now. If you were going to throw me away, fat ass, you would have done it already. I'm just sitting right here. All the candy that you like, chocolate and stuff. Oh, yeah. I'm actually going to taste better because I'm cold. <laughs> and I put the juice back in front of it. F you, candy. I'm not eating you. Yes, you are. I closed the door. Mm, bastards. That's all right. And the candy, I'm in the back of my mind. The candy's always, there's a little part of my brain that knows the candy's there and keeps reminding me. I'm actually outside doing something. I'm talking to the guy who's putting the oxygen sensor on my car. Hey, man, this is going to take long. Oh, no, Mr. Thomas, it won't take long at all. Okay, thanks a lot, bro. Yeah, man. Because that's all he started to sound like because he's talking about putting the O2 sensor on my car, which is not really that big of a repair. He's starting to do small talk. I'm not paying attention to him. Why? Because on the other side of my brain, there's something going, the candy is in the refrigerator, fat ass. You know damn well you want some of that candy, you big butt bastard. Get your fat ass in there and eat that candy. No. No. Uh, I'm going to hear about this guy's life as he fixes my car. And another thing, uh, candy, 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 candy. candy. Is this man repeatedly saying candy? No, he's actually saying words. I'm looking at his mouth. He's actually saying words. But for some reason, all I can hear is candy, candy, candy. Fuck you, candy, candy, you bastard. No.
Now I'm beating the candy. I keep looking at it. I even took the bag out and picked it up and looked at it and spun it around and put it back in there, put some more stuff in front of it. I started to put stuff in front of it that I'm not going to eat at right, at, you know, eat right now, but eventually I do have to eat it and the candy's right there looking at me. You thought that was going to help you out? You thought it was going to help you out, fat boy? No, you're going to eat me. You're going to eat me, you fat bastard. No, I'm not candy. F you. <laughs> and the candy's sitting there taunting me. But I didn't touch it. I didn't touch it. It's still there. Didn't touch it. Should have thrown it away, but I didn't. F y'all, shut up. Okay, so the candy's torturing me, but I'm winning. I'm winning this battle. I'm winning. I'm winning. I'm winning. <laughs> all right. <laughs> That's not all that happened, damn it. Oh, no. No, it's not all that happened. <sighs> I go to the corner store. They call them poppy stores sometimes because there's Dominican people in there. And that's kind of a, a colloquial way of people describing the stores. People in the store aren't offended by it. They know people call it a poppy store. Not that big of a deal. Not that big of a deal. I walk into the poppy store and he goes, hey, Bobby. I'm like, hey, what's going on, man? You've been a good customer for a long time, man. You always come in here. You do good things. You're great. You're fun. I like you. You're a good customer. You're always polite to people. You're good thing. You're good. You spend good money here. Somebody just left a hoagie-sized, fully loaded bacon, egg, and cheese sandwich with sweet peppers on it and extra ketchup. And they called to order it, but guess what? <laughs> they don't want it, Poppy. They don't want it, Poppy. Here, Poppy, you take it. Take it, Poppy. That's okay. No, Poppy, come on. You're a good customer. Take it. And he's and I'm looking at his face, and I get the feeling it's going to hurt his feelings. He wants to do something nice for me, so he gives me this bacon, egg, and cheese sandwich or whatever the hell it was. All I know is there's a lot of cheese in it, and he hands it to me, and it's still hot. And I get the stuff I was going to get, and now I go back to the house, and I got the healthy stuff I was going to eat. And what else do I have? Candy sitting in the back of the refrigerator taunting me at effing candy. And now I got the big bacon, egg, and cheese sandwich the size of a hoagie. Oh, you bastards. Stop testing me, universe. Stop putting candy in my face, universe. Stop putting bacon, egg, and cheese hoagies with ketchup and sweet peppers in my face universe oh what a coincidence this hoagie is the same way i like that this is very similar to the sandwiches i used to eat i used to get bacon egg and cheese sandwiches with a little extra ketchup on it and sweet peppers but it was just a sandwich and now all of a sudden it's one the size of a hoagie you bastard and then back in my mind candy 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 i take the hoagie i put it in the refrigerator i'm going i'm not going to eat it i'm going to leave it there one of my nephews is going to come over to visit he, they always come over and i'm going to he's going to go i'm going to say hey you know what why don't you take that i don't want it. and he's going to go thanks Unc. and he's going to go home and devour it and he's skinny and in shape it ain't going to bother him at all and they, 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 they he went on vacation with his girlfriend great so i take the hoagie and it was put it in the refrigerator, I push it back there with the candy. And I put stuff in front of it. And they're, they're, they're sitting there. I don't want it. I'm going to eat this salad over here. This salad tastes just as good as all the candies that I like and also that bacon, egg, and cheese hoagie with the sweet peppers and ketchup. It tastes just as good, right? No. Bastards. That's all right. It's not a big deal. I'm going to the gym. So, oh, my arm's hurting. And as it turns out, I had tennis elbow. Uh, 
damn it. I can't use my arms. I can't do bench presses. I can't do flies. I can't do lat pull downs. Can't do triceps presses. I can't, can't use the kettlebell. Can't use the Versa climber. So, Doc, what do I do about this tennis elbow? Well, it's really not that bad. I mean, it's very painful for you. But as it turns out, you don't need any surgery or anything like that. All you need is a couple weeks rest. Just don't use the arm. Okay. So I can't wait lift for two weeks or so, maybe three weeks. And I got a big bag of candy and a big bacon, egg, and cheese. Holy would. And I can't work out. I can do cardio. Ha ha. So even if I can't lift weights, I'll do some cardio. Ow, my lower back. I slip and fall. Hi, Doc. Oh, you fell down your back. You know what? As it turns out, you know, as it turns out, your back isn't hurt that bad. It's not an injury, an acute injury. It's just like an acute injury. So basically, uh, right around the same time, your arm will be back to normal. Your back will be back to normal. So, well, basically, just don't lift any weights or do any cardio. You can do some some walking or anything like that when your back feels better. But just, you know, keep take it easy. You can do some walking, a little stretching. You know, that's how, that's how I can't lift weights and I can't do hard cardio. So no working out at all. And I got a bacon, egg, and cheese in the refrigerator. Now, these things hadn't happened to me before, right? I actually slipped in the snow and did a header in the snow. And I rolled up, I got up, and it was like nothing ever happened to me. It was like it wasn't a big deal. It was no big deal. But all of a sudden, I had this little fall, and now it injures my back to the point where I have to chill for a couple of weeks of working out, and my arms messed up. Really? And all of a sudden, people are handing me damn hoagies that they would normally not do. They would normally charge you, even if somebody asked for it and had it made. They normally would go out, here's the, here's the hoagie, poppy. Well, it's going to be $3. You know, they at least charge you something, but he decided to give it to me. And my friend gets this big bag of candy, and all of a sudden I'm stuck with the candy and the hoagie, and I can't work out. Oh, universe, I know what you're trying to do. All you're doing is, see, the universe didn't realize that it was trying to discourage me from getting back in shape. But as it turns out, now I know the universe is scared. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, the universe is scared because it knows I'm serious. There's no reason to throw up obstacles if I'm not serious, right? (laughs) It knows I'm serious. It works out a lot sometimes. It works out in many other areas of your life. You know what I mean, right? Like if you're you're dating someone and it's not going well and they're trying their best to get your attention to let you know you need to change some things, you need to change some things or they can't be with you anymore and they threaten to leave or they threaten to take a break or to get into a fight with you and you don't really think they're going anywhere, you really don't think they're serious about it, you really, you're just not paying attention to it. You hear them, I'm going to leave you and you're going, you ain't going no place. That's what you're thinking in your mind. It happened to me. I was going out with a girl, and we were having a rough time. And she was not being the nicest person in the world to me. You know, she was flirting a little bit, and she was throwing other guys up into my face. I didn't think she was actually cheating. I was pretty sure she wasn't. But she was making it a point to do these passive-aggressive things. And 
you know, I'm always one of those kind of people that thinks that they can fix anything or figure out any kind of puzzle. So I'm figuring out she's pretty great in many other areas, but I figure I can fix, I can fix this. I can figure it out. I can find out why she's acting this way. And maybe it's something I'm doing and maybe it's something she's doing. Maybe we're at different times in our life. Maybe there's something I could do to figure this out because I've always been able to solve many other problems. I'll probably be able to solve this. And once, if I can solve this problem, then the whole finding a mate problem is solved. And then I can go on and solve the other problems that we have in our everyday lives. I can figure this out. It's not a big deal, right? But you kept being mean. Meaner than that was really necessary to be. And it wasn't fun and I didn't like it. So, I said, you know what? I can't be in this relationship. You're being mean. And I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. I was just trying to get her attention because she was trying to be mean to me. And she knew I was talking crap. So she changed nothing. You know, just like when she would say to me, I'm leaving. And I knew she wasn't going anywhere. And I didn't pay any attention to that crap. It changed nothing. But one day she just crossed the line it was just too much i couldn't deal with it anymore i didn't want to deal with it anymore and i looked at her and she wasn't wearing anything and i was in the process of not wearing anything and you know what was about to happen and she was still acting like an idiot and i said i'm done with this and she looked at me as if to, as if to say yes yeah, sure, pal and then I started putting my clothes on and she's looking at me like, yeah, sure. You know, she starts, you know, the whole gyrating around, trying to get herself looking all good and everything. And I'm putting my clothes on and I'm looking at her and she's not wearing anything and I'm not attracted to her at all. I, she's naked. Everything I've ever wanted physically, she's right there. I've been on top of her and got it on a bunch of times with her and I just wasn't interested. Didn't turn me on at all. I didn't like her. So what happens after that? I get dressed. She thinks I'm bluffing. I walk into the next room. She thinks I'm bluffing. She doesn't even come after me because she thinks I'm talking bull crap. She doesn't take it seriously. She thinks I was going to go, you know what, you better come. Or, or that I'm going to sit in the living room and stew and then she's going to come out and then I'm going to go back in and we're going to get it on and everything's going to be okay. But no, I wasn't kidding. I got my briefcase, opened the door, started heading down the steps. And all of a sudden, I see a half-naked woman run out of the house. Right? I don't think she would have done I mean, you know, I'm sitting there going, and she's running across. the. She, we got, she had these um, these uh, cobblestones, and she's sliding all over the place. And she goes, what, do you really leave? I said, yes, I am. And she realized I was serious. And then she tried to, then she started to try to change things, but it was too late. You know, when you're serious, that's when people take you seriously. And just like the universe was trying to block me, when it realized I was serious, that's when it started throwing up obstacles. What are you, an idiot? What do you mean? There is no universe that's against you. This is just a series of random events. And you're drawing conclusions from it. Uh, you think so? Yeah, there's, there's no universe that's plotting against you. What are you, an idiot? Oh. 
But it's still okay to look at things that happen in your life and kind of, you know, use them as, as teaching tools for yourself, isn't it? Yeah, but I mean, don't, don't start that, that universe crap. You, you sound like an idiot. Oh. It was just like, you know, just. I mean, you could have thrown the candy out. Yeah, I could have done that. And the whole, yeah, I mean, how long do you think it's going to stay in the refrigerator? I mean, after a couple of days, it's going to turn into garbage. You weren't going to eat it anyway. This is true. Huh. What about the injuries? You're 48 years old. You were working out too much and you hurt your elbow. And you slipped on the wet floor and hurt your back. Wow, that's so unique. Oh. I'm kind of drawing really weird conclusions off just random events, huh? Yeah, but then again, that's pretty much your whole show. Yeah. Yeah. So if that's what I've been doing this whole time and it's successful, shouldn't I just keep doing it? I see your point. Can I finish talking to my sass passes, please? Would you mind? Yeah. Shut your punk ass mouth. Troublemaker. Anyway, folks. That being said. <laughs> uh, in all seriousness. Uh, that, 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 some of that stuff, that, that did kind of happen to me. I got stuck with, with all of those things. And uh, the simple fact that I was able to not eat the candy, not eat the hoagie. And the simple fact that I was able to work around and I'm in the process of working around the injuries. Basically, that means to me that I'm serious, you know, that I'm very, very serious. I could have used them as excuses not to do the things that I needed to do, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I'm not going to use them as excuses not to get done what I need to get done, no matter what. So, you bastards. I know that there's going to be obstacles in front of you. You're going to start doing some stuff and then. You know, uh, somebody's going to call you and you're going to miss a workout or, you know, you, you, you're working on a project for yourself, something to make yourself better. And somebody's going to do something to get in the way or somebody's going to start taking up a lot of your time for stupid crap. And there's going to be a tendency to use that as an excuse to not do what you're supposed to do. And I used to do that. Oh, man, I got home at six o'clock. I guess I can't. it's too late to work out now. It ain't too late to work out at six o'clock. <laughs> Well, six o'clock's almost eight o'clock. Eight o'clock's almost midnight. Midnight's almost two o'clock in the morning. And I go to sleep at two. Damn, I might as well lay down now. No, <laughs> it doesn't work that way. So I decided I'm not going to use any of these things as an excuse not to get done what I need to get done. You bastards. And I'm saying to you, my bastards, don't you do it too. You dig? Cool. Segment over. Well, folks, this has been episode number 253 of the S. Anthony Says podcast. I want to thank you guys very, very much for stopping back and listening to me talk all this weird crap for approximately an hour. Um, do me a favor. Follow me on social media. Where am I on social media? Well, I'll tell you. I'm on Twitter for personally. My personal Twitter is at S. Anthony Thomas. The Twitter for the show is at S. Anthony Says. I'm on Instagram as, surprise, surprise, S. Anthony Thomas. Uh, if you're on Facebook, uh, look up S. Anthony Says. You will find my my uh, my page there. And it, has a, it has a blue check mark, so you'll know that it's actually me. This show is on Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, iTunes. It's on uh, iHeartRadio, Google Play. I am everywhere, baby. All you got to do is just Google S. Anthony Says, and I will pop up. If you want to support the show, tell everybody about it. Spread the word on social media. Uh, 
or go to cafepress.com forward slash as Anthony says and buy some crap or if you want to donate to the show to help the show out go to paypal.me forward slash as Anthony says or what you can do is build a religion around okay that's that's going too far that's going too far. don't don't build a religion just tell people to buy stuff or or just tell people remember you don't, you don't have to build a religion around the show <laughs> unless you want to in which case i would have to say that didn't, didn't go ahead and do that because i'm i'm all for that you know i mean okay maybe well, maybe you don't have to build a religion around the show i'm sorry i, I should just I should just just stop asking people to listen to the show and tell friends um oh also rate the show positive ratings you've been giving me positive ratings um make sure you leave some on itunes i know it only goes up to five stars i'm trying to get them to move to a six star because that's how good this show is but i'll settle for five stars for now (laughs) full of myself anyway (laughs) in all seriousness thank you guys for everything you guys have been really really cool much love to you, my Canadian sass bastards, my American sass bastards, my British sass bastards, my Australian sass bastards. Everybody, thank you very, very, very much. If I didn't mention your country, it's because I'm not home right now and I don't know which countries have begun to listen. But if you're listening to this, you got to know I love you, right? You know I love you, babies, right? You know You know that, right? Yes, we as a collective group of people that you've never met, we know you love us and we love you. Fantastic, sass bastards. Thank you. Now, I just want to let you know it doesn't matter where you listen to me. It doesn't matter whether you're riding on a lawnmower, whether you're on a treadmill, whether you're walking down the street. It doesn't matter to me. All I want to say is thank you for allowing me into your ears, into your minds, into your hearts. Much love to every last one of you. And I'm going to say goodbye to my beautiful sass bastards, my wonderful sass bastards, my sass bastards, the way I always do on the count of three. Say it with me. Ready? One, two. Three, S, Anthony.